slowly falling apart. But, um, oh dear. <clears throat> Good evening, Rob. Good evening, John. How are you? I am tickety boo. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all right. You? Yeah. Hanging in there. Good. Yeah. Another busy one. Yeah, still working silly hours. Are you uh, are you kind of getting through it, getting on top of it? See the light um, at the end of the tunnel? One project finished. Um, Good work. Exhibition finished. Yep. Uh, one website nearly finished. Uh, one website signed off bits. Other website, I'm winging it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Plus client, other client stuff. Yeah. So yeah, uh, three weeks. Okay. I'm giving it. Yeah. I've got to be. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, I've got to be finished on them. So <clears throat> I've just got to push on for three weeks. But I've actually hit a sort of like a, a plateau of um, tiredness. So I'm, I'm actually can't fe- get any worse. I'm feeling all right this yeah. week. Yeah. I'm just. I'm working like all the way up to about eleven every night. But I'm so tired that I'm actually on a. <clears throat> I don't feel like last week where I felt just awful, but I just feel I've just hit a zone. I'm hardly like, talking to anybody or anything. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just typing, typing text. Wow, it doesn't sound ideal. At least there's a an end in sight now. Yeah, at least I've got all the crappy, uh, scrappy work out with the exhibition out of the way. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, and what else? Uh, that, that's about it, really. Building work's finished now. So oh. For now. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Everything's ready for the kitchen fitter, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So that's gone really well. It looks fabulous. I'm really pleased with it. Well, I mean, it looks cool. like a right mess, but I mean, you know, I can see the... Yeah. yeah so have you still got your old kitchen in at the minute? Yeah, bits of yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Some of it survived. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then that gets... Uh, I think we've got... Uh, I don't know who comes first, to be honest. Electrician. They, they, yeah. yeah. And they'll wreck all the walls, won't they? With all yeah, the new course. wiring. And yeah. then... Um, and then Plasterer, who we're actually friends with, um, who's a top bloke. He's coming good, to do all the things. Good good to have a tradesman as a friend. Yeah. Always handy. Well, I call him, I, I, I call him a friend. He probably, he, no, he's a really, he's a really, really good guy. <laughs> he wouldn't consider you to be a friend. <laughs> probably not. I'm, you know, I, I sit around on my arse all day. I don't count, do I? No, that's true. I had one of those, I had one of the builders yesterday and uh, and he said, oh, yeah, how are you doing? And I went, yeah, I'm pretty knackered and working long hours and he just scoffed at me <laughs> he literally looked me in the eye as if i was you pansy yeah as I if had, i was doing nothing yeah which i probably am well i just the same thing from my dad of all people this week i was saying i've been busy working on commissions and he said yeah it's, it's not real work is it son <laughs> you bugger isn't any support from my dad i think genuinely he meant it in the, the way of you're doing something you love yeah you know rather than like he did you know working in a factory for many many years that's a fantastic yeah. point isn't it that we uh, as a people i don't know whether the brits are, are, are even more like this but um we definitely if you are enjoying your job there's a suspicion about it <laughs> and the fact that you're and the fact that you you might be making money as well is just utter disgust you should be you should be miserable yeah and poor yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely yeah you know i always you know my old boss used to you know used to be adamant that you could never drive a nice car into a client's car park (laughs) oh yeah well i've heard that one as well i mean god dear the guy i used to work with um who did i did lots of stuff on the isle of Wight with he had a terrible car that used to leave on the Isle of Wight all the time. He had a Jag. Uh, he had two, three Jags, actually. Well, petrol Odd. engines don't work on the island, do they? Well, there is that. But he had three Jags. Uh, but for... Uh, <laughs> really? But for, yeah. Don't but tell when Prescott. He dealt, when, he uh, dealt, when he dealt with the client on the Isle of Wight, he had a clapped-out Peugeot 205 that was about 25 years old and didn't lock. Amazing. <laughs> And that was his. That was his excuse for it. So no, we should. You, we never, should... you never want to turn up in a better car yes. than the client's got. Now this is something, Rob. This is you know for the collectors that we should collect little nuggets of of uh, tips that you could get handed down through businesses that are yeah. actually completely and utterly 
crocsum, I won't say, but <laughs> absolutely untrue. Um, yeah, because yeah, they're, they're, they're littered with it, aren't they? And, and businesses, oh, yeah. especially small businesses, that I, I've only ever worked for small businesses, they, they, they're, they're built, the foundations are built on some of these ridiculous, you know, false <laughs> like false facts aren't they yeah you know like that was that was definitely one of them um yeah uh, we should make note of these wow what, what are we landing there yeah that's uh i think that might have been a, a 747 going overhead Jeez. i didn't realize it was that loud really sometimes it's um well you know what it's like that you've lived over this way sometimes the the flight path brings it right overhead and yeah and well, some I'm, days you don't hear it at all yeah i was brought up in windsor so mm. it was literally yeah. Um, every few minutes. Well, no, not even a few minutes now, is it? It's, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Bonkers. But it's a shame because I would have the, I haven't even got the window open. And it's a beautiful evening and the birds are tweeting outside. And uh, But it's just a bit too noisy with planes. Mm. And we've got a restaurant a few doors down. And obviously with it being a nice night, there's this kind of clanking of cutlery and... Oh, that's all nice though, isn't it? Yeah. And then okay. the scream, screaming of children. Right. It's, as they yeah. as they lower them into the vats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah. There you go. So what have you been up to? Uh so uh, we should um are we gonna start the show? Should, or, yes, we, we, have, we haven't even actually uh, agreed what we're gonna talk about today. We have um, this is gonna be fun, isn't it? Yes, we're gonna wing it. Yeah. Uh okay. So um uh, welcome to North V South or Versus South as the uh, Northerner likes to call it. Um at no point have we ever written verses, but uh, I'm happy to say that. So anyway, what am I talking about? Yeah, North versus South. Welcome. <laughs> Good evening, John. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and um, yeah, another week has flown by. Uh, episode 17 we're on already. I know. It's Crazy. amazing. I, yeah. uh, no, it's good. It's, um, it's good. It's progressing well. I need to interrupt. I just popped my earbuds in further into my ears and you now sound... Like you've dropped an octave. It's quite. It's quite something. Oh, yeah. I'm. But, I'm, I'm. I'm withdrawing them slightly. I think I've got quite a high pitched voice anyway. So, um, well, you tell like Barry White at the minute, <laughs> and uh, not like John Ronson's voice. No. John Ronson. Yeah. Strange voice. Yeah. Quite peculiar. Hmm. Uh, Sorry, I interrupted you then. Yeah, no, I was just saying. Uh, yeah, it's it's um it's episode seventeen, and this week. Uh, what have you been up to? I have. I've just been working on commissions really this week. Um, so I've got a couple of tattoo commissions. One went out last week. I'm working on another one this week, which is quite a it's quite a cool one. I'm doing a like a cutaway of a lighthouse. Um, it it looks a bit like a children's book illustration. Um, and the guy who wants it, um, he wants like his daughter has a kind of caricature of his daughter looking out from the the bit at the top with a telescope and stuff. All right. Um, but yeah, that's coming together quite nicely. I'm working on another commission of a friend of mine. His family is astronauts, which is quite nice. Um, yeah. And then last night I went out for a beer last night um, and a bite to eat with Tim Fowler, who's the kind of head of creative stuff at Rough Trade Records. Um uh, so I had a good chat to him about kind of business and podcasting and rough trade. And he uh, he bestowed upon me the first three issues of the Rough Trade magazine, which is something they've just they started doing three months ago, which is kind of like kind of fanzine size. Uh, and it's a really lovely thing. Uh, he was talking about kind of the how that was spawned and put together and stuff. Um, but if you... Uh, like music it's uh it's well worth picking up it's kind of got lovely lovely kind of punky feel to it he said when he briefed the designer he's kind of overseeing the the kind of general direction of it but the he briefed the designer and he took him into the rough trade toilets to show him all the graffiti and that was part of the inspiration behind the look of it right and their offices are in they're based in um well he's based in rough trade east i think that's where they're kind of uk base is so uh just off brick lane um they've got one up in nottingham they've got a store in new york um i've got another rough trade somewhere else uh in london uh yeah but that's very cool 
Lovely looking mag. Right. Um, well, so yeah, so that was a nice, it was nice to get out. Um, sorry, my pi- my, sorry I, d- I wasn't ignoring you. My pie arrived then. Oh, I see. Delivered by Wifelet. Yes, lovely. Um, uh, I was just about to mention pie, actually, because it was Tim that recommended uh, where I buy my pie from for today. Oh, yeah. Um, which is a place at Kingston. And I went and bought my pie there, and it looks delicious. Uh, and then I looked on their website just to see if I could get a bit more information about them, and they're closing this weekend for good. Well, which is a shame. I should have obviously bought more pies from them. Yeah. Well, on, on the subject of music, there's a shop in Southsea, which is uh, near Portsmouth. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a very trendy. Well, I know Southsea really, just simply because of the Portsmouth and Southsea on the, the railways. Yeah. It's a bit like a mini Hoxton on sea. Okay. Uh, but there, there's a shop there called Pie and Vinyl. Nice. And they, they sell vinyl and pies. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Might, might need a visit. Yeah. Yeah. What a great idea. Yeah, it is a good idea, isn't it? I've I mean, never, I haven't been reasonably there Reasonably niche. <clears throat> I think it's quite popular. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good on them. Yeah. Um, what about you? What's, <sighs> I mean, it's just been work, has it? Long yeah. Stop? Yeah, I have, I've worked every day for the last three weeks or so. Maybe four weeks oh. now. Um, but what else has been going on? Well, <clears> hmm. <throat> No, that's it really. I went on a. I went to see a client on Tuesday, so I actually got out of the office, went yep. to L- London Town, mm. um, and sat on a train, which is just the benefit of being able to travel to work. I mean, if you work for yourself and you work at home, it can get um, uh, it can get very difficult to get any headspace, you know, to yep. think about stuff. So actually, having a, a three hour round trip or whatever it is. I really managed to um, sit and think and write a couple of pages about what I'm going to do once I finish these big projects that I'm working on um, and where I'm going to push my business, which direction. Yeah, cool. So, uh, yeah, I managed to write down some notes and really have a think about that, uh, all the things that I've got to do. And, and one of them is um, is a website for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't which let it, that be your no, uh, priority. But. Well, I'm going I'm going to, I'm hopefully going to switch into non-profit mode for a, a month or so yeah. um, and just get some proper, you know, some, some things done. So I start just shifting the business away from what I'm doing at the moment. Because it's not fun. sustainable. Um, this well, rate. No. It's silly. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was good. It was nice to get up to London and just, uh, well, I was only there for a couple of hours, but you know, it's nice to push your, put your head out the, uh, the parapet above the it parapet. Is. It is. Yeah. Um, what else did I learn? Um, yeah, coding responsive sites. I wrote this down, didn't I? You probably read it. It takes ages. <laughs> and uh, and clients don't have a clue about what you're doing. So um, it, it really, I found it really, really is uh, a lot of work to code a responsive site these days. So when you say clients don't have a clue, they don't have a clue about the work that goes into it or yeah. they just simply don't really know what a responsive site is? Or Yeah, well, we've kind of gone from this state of, you know, either making elastic or static fixed frame sites where, um, you know, you just produced a set of page designs for one particular view, which was yeah. the desktop. Mm-hmm. And now we're producing multiple views over multiple, you know, and, and, and different elements in the page have to have to adapt, which everybody, you know, I'm sure everybody listens to this knows. And I'm, but the problem is, is trying to say that that's happened to clients and get more money out of them yeah. and, and time. Uh, and that's I haven't managed to do that, <laughs> uh, and it really is difficult because they just don't appreciate the amount of work that you, and the maths you have to do to get things to fit into all the devices. Yeah, it's a little bit like what we were talking about uh, a while ago, weren't we? About um, clients not appreciating the simply the work that goes into a, a design solution because they only ever see the end product. Um, and you kind of have to make them appreciate the process and the journey that you take to get to that point. And I guess the, the coding thing is similar to that because it's all behind the scenes, under the hood. And they just, you know, if they can't see it, they can't appreciate it, can they? No, it's only when it breaks. But yeah, the, the, uh, yeah I, I think, you know, we have touched upon that, haven't we, in the past? Um, yeah. But it's very hard to, uh, when you're really, really, really busy and a one-man band, freelancey type uh, how do you put your foot on the brake and say, you know, 
I need to shift my prices or whatever. But mm-hmm. there's certain times in your life where, you know, like I'm in now, this month sort of gap where I've got all projects that are all responsive sites all at the same time. And it, I know I fundamentally have to change the way that I price things up and the way that I um, approach them with clients, you know, when we come to them. But when you're in it, it's very hard to get yeah. out of it. Do you know what I mean? It is, yeah. It's like, it's a realization that in a, in an industry that is moving so rapidly and so quickly that you have to change the way you work. Um, you know, sometimes at the bottom end, the, the, uh, the bottom feeders like me have to, uh, there's no room to, to change the strategy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Not- you're not a bottom feed. Well, you know what I mean? I, well, yeah, like, well, yeah. I'm mid feeder, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe feeding on the, <laughs> Maybe feeding on the bottoms of uh, of midstream fish. <laughs> <laughs> what a delightful thought. Yes. And the other thing I learned was the verb nolling. Right. Tell which me about you probably nulling. know all about. Oh, well, I don't know if I do. Right. Well, no, I mean, uh, just uh, nolling is a v- verb that means that you lay things out neatly on a desc. Oh. That was ke- coined by... Um, I haven't got any notes to hand here, but uh, one of the guys who made Knoll Furniture, yeah. uh, he taught his, you know, acolytes yeah. um, by the fact that they would lay their tools out on a bench in a particular order so that they could always find them. And now Nolling is like a photographic thing. You know, you get all these ridiculous studio photographs. You know, yeah, some yeah. some people on Instagram saying, you know, come on, send in photos of your of your desk. You know, oh no, that was you. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, <laughs> and um, and they're always neat and super tidy and yeah. perfect. And then I look at mine, and it's you know, the discarded wrapper of um of fruit pastel eating frenzies. Uh, my desktop's got screw holes through it <laughs> where I screwed um, something underneath it and it came up through the desk <laughs> and, and pens and, you know, yeah. it's just an absolute state, my desk. Um, so I, 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 I wish I was a nuller, but I'm not a nuller. Yeah. I don't think if you're busy, you can be a nuller, surely. <laughs> I'm, have you I'm, ever heard of nulling? It's, it's in Wikipedia. Is it? Yeah. Wow. I feel like I'm terribly behind the times. Yeah. Um, um, I'm going to be using it from now on. Uh, it's a good word, well, isn't it? Nulling. It's a great nulling. Nulling. Yeah. yeah. Love it. You got the. I'm no- not. You got the knowledge. I'm not. Uh, I'm not guilty of nulling. No. That's all. I mean, well, you know, my thing. All my pens go in pots. But yeah, they do. That's just. They? That's just because they. Otherwise, they'd be everywhere. <laughs> You're a nulla. I bet. Uh, I bet Daniel Benworth Gray is a nulla. Do you think? He, yeah, he'll be a, a proper nulla. <laughs> 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 if you are listening, Daniel, get back to us on that. Uh, yeah, send us photos of your right-angled nulling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send them to you. I don't want to see his nulling. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Ah. Anyway, uh, what well, you've you've. You know, you say you've been busy, but you know you've learned about nulling. You've made some progress on your next steps. It's been quite a productive week. Yeah, I've been doing some three D rendering. Mm. Oh yeah, I saw some of that kind of sound wavey type. Yeah, I've stuff. I've managed to uh, work out how to get three D sound waves into out of some program and into another program and then really into nice. another program. They look cool. Yeah, I want to do a fly through of a song. Oh um, yeah. I, uh, in another thing, I've been listening to an album. I've missed this. Um, it was out in 2015. It's the Silver Glow by Jane Weaver. Have okay. You, have you heard I don't this? Know, I don't know it. I don't it, know of her. Well, I was listening to um, uh, Mark Riley's interview where uh, he's interviewed by Adam Buxton this week. Yeah. Uh, the latest one, and obviously one of my favourite bands ever is The Fall. Mm-hmm. So I was a uh, uh, an avid listener um and he mentioned her and i so i went off and listened to her and i listened to this album and it is unbelievable it's really good it's kind of prog rock uh, space rock if you liked hawkwind or gong or any or any or goblin or any of that kind of music do you know all these guys well i know of hawkwind i know of gong or goblin really (laughs) yeah Uh, goblin are awesome they're like an italian (laughs) space rock prog band and they did all of um uh, the Giallo films in the uh, 1970s. Okay. Uh, have you ever seen any of the Argento films? Yes. Uh, yeah, they did all the soundtracks to that, so they're kind of like horror. Yeah. Anyway, I've gone off on a music thing. But anyway, she is amazing. 
cool. And uh, I really recommend that album. But I, I know that most people would have listened to it because apparently it won lots of awards and stuff. But I completely missed it. Um, and I haven't, I haven't stopped playing it over and over again. I'll give that a listen. Yeah. Good recommendation. Uh, but I can't remember why I was talking about that. But uh, yeah, it was music. So I like sound waves. I'm really interested in sound waves. And I love the idea of doing a fly through of a song. Yeah. Oh, it's just brilliant. Yeah. So it's like a mountainscape. Yeah. But you can also render it as lines and all sorts of things. So I'm, um, I'm playing with, yeah, children's names is what, you know, posters made of children's names. Yeah. So people send me the, their wave forms of their, of their child's name spoken by the parents. And then I yeah. send back a poster. And I was thinking maybe, you know, we could just, I, I could have a product where it just be multiple color plan colors and then a screen coloured over the top and that's it yeah. they get to choose 24 page you know 24 colours and 24 colours on top and I think that could be a really popular little product yeah really nice yeah it just take me ages to work out how to do it <laughs> no no I'm, I'm there now I've, I've worked out how to do it so I just spent a fortune on the software to be able to do it yeah you need to uh, be producing lots of those don't you to recoup your money yeah that's good I like that a lot yeah then they do look nice yeah, yeah. What I've seen of what you've done. <clears throat> so anyway, yeah. So and and going to news. Um, uh, last week we tu- well we we touched a, a blue light paper. Rob. We did, didn't we? And everyone's um, picked up on it. Yeah, all um, seventy-six people who listened to our show. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know we've got the design world on its knees, listening to our every word. Uh, no, but we um, but uh, we missed this by a day but um michael wolf um uh, some guy who was in advertising um is, was particularly horrible about the british steel he uh, really was wasn't he and i you know just really left a nasty taste in my mouth and kind of underlined all the things that we were fearful about designers becoming especially graphic you know graphic designers yeah just you know not having nice words to say or to think of the whole story or to support the small people and the small producers who have you know stood up and said yeah we'll we'll take this job on we'll give it a go yeah um because you you have you know i take my hats off to the studio that did it um so yeah, and no, I just know what you said last week. No, I did. I didn't say. It. I, I no. I respect the studio. I don't yeah. like the logo, and I don't yeah. think that it's worked as a as a as a brand as a piece of branding. But you know, yeah, I totally respect them. Um, and he said that it was a great disservice to the design business. And what yeah. is that? Is that sour grapes? Is that I don't know um, because it hasn't strange. been delivered up to large London agencies or what? Maybe maybe because it was done. At, it's a uh, agency based in Lincoln, isn't it? Yeah, who are a yeah. print print shop? Um, somebody yeah. tweeted us. Uh, yeah. they're, they're they're the arm of a print shop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought it was really horrible and 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 yeah, just nasty. I, I don't know who he works for now or what he does because he's def- he hasn't been with Wolf Hollands for years and years, has he? I don't know. I don't um, know what he does these days. But yeah, I thought it was very disingenuous. Maybe he's just a good friend of David Gentleman. <laughs> I think there was another article out about. Um, uh, about design, which was by a guy called Rob Coke, who works for Studio Output. Right. Uh, I've heard of them before, but I don't know what they've done. But he said, he, I'll quote him directly. He said, um, there's rarely an article on branding in the UK press without a price tag attached and an invitation for readers to outdo the professionals. They know the price paid, but never the value added. Um, and I think that's a, that's a, that last sentence is a really lovely sentence. Yeah. Um, I don't particularly agree with the first bit because I don't necessarily, we didn't get any kind of financials on either the co-op or the um, British Steel branding. No, but it, it is one of those things that the popular press picks up a lot, isn't it? When there's a, oh, yeah. a, you know, a, a, a big well-known company gets rebranded, it's all, you know, this logo cost this much money. I mean, we talked about that, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go on 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 about this 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 whole story, but I, I just think it's a really it's a really nice that both stories came out at the same time because it really does you know uh, put it all in a in a nutshell. Um, yeah. But I think that the Rob Coke article, which is on, it's nice that uh, is is really good. He, he comes across um, really well in it. I think it was well yeah, written, I love a reader that well written piece. Um, and then there was another. 
a, des- a typical design week, uh, you know, sort of n- n- um, nipping at the heels of uh, of the rest of the stories because they always they always seem to be, don't they? They always seem to be the last that get the stories. But they yeah. they um, they tell us um, they've got an article out which is designers tell us which brands could benefit from looking at their own design history. So it's one of those articles that you think, God Almighty, it's one of those fillers. You know, what <laughs> else? What else could we rebrand that using their yeah. old logos? Um, but there's some interesting nuggets in there. Uh, if you're interested, but I'll, I'll put them in the show notes. But that's that's my bit on that that catch up. Have you got anything on that at all? Um, no, it was just a Michael Wolf thing, really. That I'd uh, seen the whole horror Spite, show. Spiteful. spiteful. It was spiteful. It was and sort of petty. You know, just I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what it was. It was very ungentlemanly. Yeah, it was. It was. I'm going to say it. It was Tory-like. <laughs> yes. Um. So anyway, get that off. Uh, so what what news piece have you got? Uh, a few bits. Uh, nice bit from Penguin. I seem to always pick up on pick up, on, Penguin. uh, pick up on Penguin's stuff. But they've done a really clever thing. It's uh, how many years is it from Dawkins? Richard Dawkins. It's uh, an anniversary of one of his uh, classic books on evolution and natural selection and genetics and stuff i think it's 30 years is it since um the blind watchmaker was out um and penguin have done this really nice thing using some kind of uh coding to generate different unique book covers for each of these um reprints of his his kind of trilogy of books on the same uh, thing, which was The Blind Watchmaker, Climbing Mountain, Probable, and Unweaving the Rainbow. Um, And they're beautiful. So the Climbing Mountain Probable has all these different generative kind of wireframes of shells, um, and each book is different. Um, And they're really lovely. You know, the covers themselves are really simple. But this, this kind of completely unique to each book graphic uh it's just a fab thing and there's uh where am i looking this is on creative review but they've they penguin have produced gifs and videos showing all the different um varieties of design for the books um and they just look great and uh, they're obviously going to lose you know a fair bit of that impact when you just pick up one copy but kind of as a as a commemorative thing to do for these books i think it's sort of fascinating use of technology yeah no, they're, they're gorgeous <laughs> they uh, yeah they're really gorgeous the shell ones in particular i think uh, climbing mountain probable and they look really nice on that bright yellow background yeah no very nice but yeah i'll have to see how they look in the in the flesh see if they you know retain that impact that they do as a kind of a moving image thing yeah, it must be very exciting to be a designer working on their stuff with all the budget they've got and the amount yeah. of iterations. You look at how many the, the iterations they were doing yeah. on the designs. It just must be lovely to have that space to uh, design in. Sometimes, I mean, I, ma- I imagine it's got its uh, it's got its down downfalls in terms of you know just too much choice causes paralysis. But um, yeah, it must be nice. Yeah, <clears throat> very lovely. Um, I'm going to talk about an equally unpleasant person as Mike Wolf, uh, and um, it's the end of the story for Fidel uh, at um, uh, what they called Nest. Nest. He's left. Yeah. I wrote the title Fadel to Grey. <laughs> I like it. It's terrible. Isn't it? Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, I had to say it. Um, yeah. So he's um, he's he's been kicked out basically. Um, yeah. So now Google have a. Um, an amazing array of products, don't they? Motorola, Nest. Um, who are the other failed ones? Google Glasses. Yeah. Uh, they, they seem incapable of making products that last. <clears throat> I mean, I don't. Nest isn't gone gone anywhere. Sorry, and and it's not going bust or anything. But it, it has lost its its main leader, who mm. brought you know who brought the team together. But he he did not come across as a uh, particularly pleasant person to work for. It'll be interesting to see what he goes on to do next. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, Google just don't seem to be able to get product right, do they? No, no. 
I've um I have bought there. I have you. I've got I've got a tablet of theirs and a phone. I had a phone, the Motorola yep. one, which was great. Uh, you know, it was a cheap phone that I needed. You know, I only want to spend a hundred quid on. But mm. They just stopped supporting it. Stopped making it. You can't you can't buy things. Well, we talked talked about this before, haven't we? You've got to yeah. have continuity with with product, especially consumer products. Well, yeah, if, if consumers have got a, a fear that, you know, they buy something and spend a few hundred quid on something and in, you know, three years' time it's going to be unsupported like I just, that. I just, I wouldn't put that nest in my house. I just wouldn't I trust well, we, it. We discussed before, didn't we? we? Neither of us could see the point of the bloody thing. Yeah. I've, I've seen one in a house. They look lovely. And I've seen one yeah. of my friend had a hive one, which is the, is, that's being pushed by British Gas, I think. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think yeah. the Nest looks a bit like a Muji CD player. Do you remember those Muji CD players that used to be wall-mounted? Yeah. And it used to have a little pull cord on it. Oh, yeah. It kind of looks a bit like that. Google, uh, but the, they are really good at launching software. Um, it, and it might be ephemeral software, but it doesn't really matter so much if it's just silly stuff. And what they've done is they've jumped the gun on Apple. You know, Apple had this live photo thing um, mm. that... Uh, is great for about 20 minutes when you get your phone. Yeah. But utterly useless beyond it. Um, but it is lovely being able to touch a, an, an animate a photo of your child or whatever. Very but, Harry Potter. Yeah. But what um, basically it takes a two-second buffered shot and yeah. then it animates when you um, when you interact with it. But there's no way of getting that image. You can't export it as a GIF or a mm. movie or anything. And Google have come up with a, an app called Motion Stills, which I posted a couple of little snippets on Instagram this week. Um, and what it does is it, it extrudes that, um, that live photo into a GIF. So you can then take it out and edit it. But also it's using their, um, their uh, stabilization software where it's taking object, it, it understands objects in the foreground and freezes them and then manipulates backgrounds to straighten everything out. Blimey. Which I was playing with today, uh, walking back um, from the childminders with Kitty and um, walking down the road. And it really does work. It's, it, it distorts it and it looks a bit strange. But for a two second little looped film, it's absolutely astonishing. Um, where Where is this software available? This is not on an iPhone. Yeah, it's an iPhone app. It came out yesterday, day before yesterday. Um, so if you've got, you have to have live photos. So. Um, yeah, I think you have to have live photos. So it, yeah. it will then just display all your live photos and you can then make movies of multiple ones or single ones and then share them. So either on the uh, the um, the popular Google Plus social yes. network yes. platform or you can then just push it into a into another app. Um, so I was just playing around with it in Instagram. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's sweet. Um, yeah, it's great that uh, Apple's features are being um, uh, cannibalised by Google. Uh, it's quite. I mean, that's quite an Apple thing, though, isn't it? They often, you know, produce features on products and software, and it's then left to third-party developers yeah, to but, really exploit it. But don't you think it's weird that two companies that are actively at war, having produced two, they're producing the two world's most popular mobile um, platforms, that Google's producing software that isn't available on its own platform? I think, in in some ways, that Google just can't stop themselves, no, can they, from they producing can't. software? Is it what this um, this sort of uh, you know, when you're a Google employee, you're allowed a certain amount of time to go off and yeah, produce a product? Twenty percent thing. Um, do you think that's just generating all these ridiculously silly apps? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I mean, some of them become you know big things, don't they? But. I have to say, that, but their UI, um, the Google material, very, very nice presentation, but it's very, it's not very intuitive, I'd say. Um, no. I'd say, you know, you'd, you know, you're meant to you'd be able to use these apps straight off the bat, like Instagram, you know, I never, mm. but this one is a bit, you know, there's no, there's no buttons or icons or anything. It's, it, you only find out once you do it. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, the kids will be able to pick it up. Oh straight. yeah, no, the kids are already are already doing it. I'm just some like old <laughs> Leviathan. <laughs> uh, uh, so the next thing I've got is uh, it's one of those kind of curiously sort of prosaic, iconic products, which is the IKEA blue and yellow bag. That if you happen to visit uh, an IKEA store, you go and pick up one and you know, pay your 40 or 50p or whatever they are and bring all your candles, scented candles and dishwasher brushes um, home in. 
uh, and they've redesigned it. Um, and they've partnered with, they're partnering with a Danish design company called Hay, um, who they've partnered with for quite a lot of products and they've also redesigned the, the back. I say redesigned, the design is essentially the same. You know, it's kind of like that kind of woven material bag with two sets of straps on each, two sets of handles on each side. But it's been produced in a, I don't know, like a grey and a green um, thing. They've picked colours that they feel will be long-lasting, they said, during the unveiling. Um, It kind of ties in with a lot of the products that they've designed for IKEA, which is lots of kind of natural-looking, slightly organic stuff. Um, But the thing that surprised me was that it it was news, (laughs) really, because it's just a shopping bag. Yeah. It hasn't got any branding on it. It's quite a. I don't know. I was surprised to see that it, there was an article written about it. Really, yeah. I have to. I agree with when you when you told me. I was like, is that a design classic? Is it a design classic, yeah. or is it just a bag? I mean, they're bl- blooming useful for laundry. Yeah, um, but maybe that's maybe that is a thing that is a classic design. Something that enters your life, that millions of lives around the world, without Almost. making any impact whatsoever in terms of you know people talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, they've stripped off the branding and made it neutral. Is that- <laughs> Which is strange. I don't know. Are they trying to get people to buy it so they won't be ashamed of walking around with an Ikea bag? Maybe. But it doesn't seem to have any benefit for anybody other than the design studio. Yeah. It's, it was a weird one. I like the chair, though, underneath it. In the that chair's article. lovely, isn't it? That's yeah, very, I- that looks like a cartel knockoff, though. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it does look like a, um, a sort of, you know, it should be aluminium. Yeah, oh, that was an interesting thing. Talking about knockoff chairs, uh, I haven't got the link, but it's either Aldi or Lidl. I think it's Aldi. I've started selling uh, an Eames chair. Right. You know the one that's kind of got the crisscrossed leg? I can't remember what it's called. Aldi is selling it as a, it's called an Eiffel chair. Yeah. And it's got like the, the uh, very tapered four legs with kind of crisscrossed bracing underneath the seat. Um, yeah. And they're selling it, I think... I can't remember. Is it Vitra sell the official yeah. reproduction for three hundred and forty quid or three hundred and ninety yeah. quid? And Lidl are selling their knockoff for thirty nine quid. Right. Yeah. You can get Chinese copies of it for about forty five well, quid, fifty yeah. quid. Um, but there's nothing wrong with it because they're not because it's older than product design, older than twenty five years at the minute. No, as long as you, as long as you say it's not. You're not trying to. You're not saying it's a, an original. As long as you're saying it's a reproduction, it's absolutely fine. Yeah, uh, my, my my wife really likes that one, um, and she's earmarked that for our kitchen, and I'm fighting that off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we've got we've got a friend who's got some in their garage. Uh, I think they might be real ones um, that they want to get rid of. Um, so we're going to have a look at those. But I'm, I, I find them a bit too busy. They're a bit too busy for my taste. Yeah. Um, I love the Cartel Audrey chair. Um, okay. if you look at that one. It's just like a pressed, uh, I think it's aluminium, and it's just holes punched in it. You can get it in different colours. It's. I think it's gorgeous. But again, it's <clears throat> it's one of those ones that's 250 quid for a chair without arms and then 300 quid oh, with yeah. arms. 466 on Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I just uh, it's beautiful though. Yeah, very nice. Um, um but apparently the uh, uh product copyright trademark laws are changing this year or next year, which is giving you seventy years. Right. Uh, from the death of the designer or when it or from when it was produced. So um that will change that aspect of products and furniture design a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to check out that um, the chair that designed by Hay. I really like that. Mm. I like those plastic coated metal chairs. I think they're really nice. Yeah, me too. Um, I got invited to a network thing, but well, I was you we, getting invited to networks? Well, I, I didn't think, get invited. I think to... it was just through a I don't know being a member of something or other. But um, it's called, they're called Gather dot Network, um, yeah. and it led me thinking about what is the importance of networking um and communication and i that that could be a discussion that we either have now or or, or later but um i wrote i know it's in rude words but um i won't say them but it, it said do we need another network app 
Um, are they successful? Because this thing promises to bring together creatives in your local area. But these cre- these local areas always just become these siloed little tiny parts of cities. Mm. Or, you know, in my area, that, that kind of network would be super useful. I would love to be able to find, you know, within 10 miles, <clears throat> all the, uh, you know, freelance coders who want to talk about stuff or, yeah. you know, designers who want to talk about stuff rather than people who are trying to sell their services or, you know, I don't know. I always end up with copywriters trying to sell me copyright. Well, the danger is that it just becomes like another marketer's tool, Yeah, well, I've it? been to plenty of those and I'm not interested, even in the sort of, you know, the social network ones. Um, there's one in Petersfield that I still want to go to that I haven't, I haven't explored yet. But, yeah, I mean, when, you know... Yeah. Will this provide that? I don't know, because I can't find out any information about whether it's UK based, which would give me some kind of a chance. of. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, But yeah, so anyway, I've registered it. But then once you register on it, it then says, add your portfolio, you know, add your first portfolio item. I'm not interested in putting more of my stuff on somewhere else that's just going to get, um, you know, either commented on or taken out context or whatever. I just want to have a platform that I chat on, you know, like other things, don't they? Not Facebook or Twitter. I can't remember what the other ones are, but, um, (coughs) well, I use path path. That was it. Yeah. Um, which is great. Um, and I've I've met a lot of nice people through path, but that's one of those, you know, it's a closed network. You know, you don't see, you can only see the posts of the people you're friends with. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's become for me this kind of eighteen or nineteen others who kind of all, were all connected to each other. So it's almost like just a place for us to chat, um, which is great because you can because it's not a public place. You know, you can you can talk about clients <laughs> without fear of uh, anyone seeing it. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's very much just a, a social thing, really. Although I have got work from it. Um, but I don't know. They are, I think a lot of these things just start off with the, the very best of intentions, don't they? Oh, uh, yeah. No, I'm not denying that at all. I, I mean, it's a, it, like you say, it's a great concept if it works well. But it only works if lots and lots of people join up to it, doesn't it? Yeah, or if you connect with the right people and, and find them that way. But I just, yeah. I, I don't know. I find it hard to know how to expand my connections in terms of suppliers, you know, in terms of not suppliers, but partners, people I'd work, I'd work with on a regular Mm. basis and whether they're up for it. Because when I, you know, sometimes it's very hard to, to line up independent for other freelancers onto one job because they, they're committed to all sorts of other things. Um, so uh, unless you've got a forum where you can sort of bandy around these kind of, or, have a conversation on a podcast with somebody you know uh, especially if you're working remotely that's i think that's what i'm trying to you know sort of skirting around is you know when you work for your own for me for yourself and you're not really talking to designers all day every day it's very easy to become isolated and to try and do everything yourself or to or to say no that's not me and then just close it off so that you become very compartmentalized as a designer you know in terms of who you work for and the kind of work you do um and it's just i'm trying to encourage myself to break out of that and it's like what what do you explore what what areas do you explore to try and um to try and expand your horizons or mm. to try and shift the you know we we're saying about steering a large ship isn't it uh you know what do you what do you do how how do you how do you start going about that because i mean hanging around with lots of other designers will that if, you know in my business head says you know will that get me lots of other work not not particularly but then go and speak to clients they d- that don't really understand the language i'm talking about uh, talking in unless i'm in sales mode is that a complete waste of time as well well i think so <laughs> but, uh yeah so uh it's very, it's really hard to know where to put your feelers out yeah, it is. I mean, I wonder if you know part of the the way you do that is is you know you're talking about kind of setting up a little print studio and you know jelly press and that kind of thing. I wonder if you know that's where you connect with people outside of the your kind of normal circle of connections through work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it sort of took me, you know, to like we we're talking about podcasts, uh, not podcasts. We were talking about um, portfolios, and you don't display a portfolio on your website, do you? Let's not talk about my website. Okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, mine's completely out of date, and yeah. it's like how how useful is it, and is it is it good? I mean, does it does it get you the right kind of different work? Um, do clients look at portfolios? I mean, do we have data about this? I know, I know that other designers do, and you know, potentially you might get asked by another designer to do a particular job or whatever. But unless you're doing, uh, I'm not talking about illustrators here. I'm talking about graphic design. Yeah. Unless yeah. they can see something that ex- a client can see something that is exactly like what they've got in their head or a concept, they don't. They can't make that leap of faith. Yeah, um, I saw a tweet today from Mike Sullivan, who runs his own business. I think up in the Mike gets wrong up in the Scottish Borders. I think uh, called Studio Mister, or I might just be Mister. He calls it, but um, he's on Twitter as Studio Mister. I've seen his work. He's good. He's really good. Yeah, um, and he was talking today about uh, he was thinking about putting a like a showreel gif on the front of his, his website yeah. because no clients, no one clicks on the individual work links. Yeah. Yeah. So he said it's, you know, it's the only way to get people to, to see what he does. I mean, I think it was, you know, half tongue in cheek, but you know, just shows that people aren't really paying that much attention to, to your kind of body of work. I, most of it's got to be recommendations, hasn't it? Still. Yeah. And if, and if someone recommends, you to someone you know they're just going to contact you maybe they'll have a quick look at your website but yeah i very rarely you know i've had you know what other sites have you done or what can you show us that would help us solve x yeah um and invariably i probably i show them a process that i lead and then i show i might show them uh you know other people's work that is similar to what they're looking for Mm. not not in terms of the design, but in terms of like the process or the kind of the, the effect that they're trying to achieve or you yeah. know, the market they're trying to go for. Um, and then, and then I go from there. Um, but most people are like, they're ready to see the final product straight away, aren't they? And yeah. that, that, and that's in that, that's what's in their head. So I don't know whether a portfolio helps or hinders that process. Um, I wonder I whether, because all I'm trying to do is glean on this, is trying to sort of brainstorm what I'm going to put on my new website. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, fine. do you just put the process? You know, I, I had an idea before, you know, of, um, with uh, with Soda years ago, of we just show the process, that's all we show. And it's like when we were going to, you know, create it almost like a sausage factory that, you know, this yeah. ingredient goes in here, this ingredient goes in there, you mix it together, you add blah, 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 and then out comes the product. Does it matter what? what that is you know at the beginning and the end um it can be different for every client but it's the process that really drives uh how you're going you know who's going to choose you to work with well i think it's a good idea because you know people really you know the whole thing about portfolios on websites everybody does it because everybody does it yeah you know so dare to be a little bit different you know be brave with you know how you represent yourself yeah you know maybe it's you know, it's probably going to lose you a few people who come to your website looking for, you know, the website that they want. But, you know, maybe it's going to gain you much more interesting clients who are open to, you know, more of what you can do. Yeah, there's a website out there, a web guy who I think he's down in Falmouth. I don't It's something well, it's, it's a swear word, I think, is the name of his site. Um, something like your your websites are shite or uh, something like that and he literally just go i'll have to i'll find the find the uh, the website you could give it a hunt while i'm trying when i'm okay, talking about you talk. it. but, bas- I'll, I'll but basically he's um he is literally selling it on like i i know what i'm doing you don't really know anything about websites give it to me and i'll just get on with it and um and that will be it and you know and if yeah. you're rude to me i'll tell you to you know sling your hook and i just thought what a brilliantly refreshing and honest approach <laughs> to design and uh and he you know he'd written in it you know yeah it gets rid of you know a load of clients and people get really offended by it but m- m- the majority of them want to work with me and they just get on with it yeah um, i just think it's a fantastic approach like is yeah. it is it a little bit of something i create websites not shit websites good websites is he in foul is he in foul i in cornwall some things I've made whittling my mouse. Um, 
<laughs> nowhere it's such a brave approach isn't it i yeah. think you know when i when i started on my own and i didn't know what to call myself and i just called myself jonathan element design i went with a really hard like edged um design look that was completely wrong for what I should have been. And I, and I definitely need, you know, I can rebrand as much as I like because it, it's meaningless. But I mean, you know, I need to soften that a lot and make it less designery um, and make it yeah. much more touchy-feely. But I just wanted to try and be edgy as possible. And I was really cross with everybody at the time. <laughs> and I think it really comes across. So it's just sort of this angular square thing that is totally not me or my style in any way. If people, you know... Uh, yeah, so I need to. Yeah. I really need to address that. <laughs> um, yeah, he is from Falmouth, so it's a yeah. little bit of something, right? Okay. Um, and yeah, there's lots of swearing. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. Uh, but Hat, yeah, it's very off. very cool. That <laughs> that is brave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can have a good look at that later. Yeah, but he's obviously got enough work, and uh, and you know, and he he's producing really nice work. So, um, well, the other way, to, does he need to be polite? I don't know. The other way you can do it is, um, you know, to kind of generate some uh, attention, some column inches, if that's not the wrong word, is to do what uh, Sagermeister does frequently and just take off all his clothes, John. Well, you see, he's, he did that again recently. You know, he did the famous one years ago of him naked, and then he got um, he got a partner, didn't he? A young uh, female designer from America. Yeah, um, and they kind of did their launch thing as both of them stood there naked, and and they've just is her done name it. Walsh? You, yes, that's something. Jessica, Jessica Walsh. That's yeah, it. she's a and cracking designer. Yeah, very um, strange, but you think designer. you wouldn't need to take your clothes off to prove that? But they've just done another one where the entire um, design studio are all naked in their latest kind of promo thing. Yeah. I just wonder how much pressure they will put under, you know, some young intern. Can I take your clothes off? What? <laughs> that's what we do here. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. Maybe that's not a route you go down. <clears throat> no, they are. They're a strange lot, aren't they? Um, yeah. I do. I love their old website that you clicked on the actual floor prints of the yeah. website. I think they've moved them now. Yeah, they did. A, I don't know if it was them that did it or some other agency, didn't they? They burgled the studio because they used to they had a webcam didn't they yeah looking it was a live webcam and then you could click on bits uh, and the studio got burgled and it was all shown live on the webcam but it all turned out to be a um a stunt yeah. um from somebody <laughs> yeah well we're uh, we're 50 minutes in john and we haven't we haven't talked about our main discussion we haven't got the main discussion, have we? No, that was that was what was that, I'd written down was sort of yeah. portfolio y type oh, okay. networking. What do you feel about not having a portfolio? Does it make you feel vulnerable or do you feel more confident um without having to worry about it? No, sometimes it makes me feel like an idiot that I don't have a portfolio because I think I would get more work um if I had a proper website. As an illustrator, I think a proper website with you know my was kind of the best stuff I've done in the last two years on it um, would help. I'm sure it would. I, I totally agree with you. As an illustrator, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? You yeah. Know, because um, that's going to get you commissions. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, it's easy, obviously, for me to say, have a look at my Instagram feed or have a look at my blog, and it's got all my work on there. But it's just not in the kind of... Uh, uh, it's not an easy layout to read, is it? You know, if people want to see, you know, the book illustration I've done, you know, they're not going to have to dig through all my Instagram posts yeah. to find it. So that is something I've got to sort out. And I have recently started putting that together. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I'm an idiot for not having a website, basically. <laughs> that's what I think. Okay. But uh, and you a, you agree with me? I, no, I don't. I just I think if you are an illust if you're going to grow your illustration part of the business, I think that you need to have a book, and whether that's an online book or not, not um, yeah. and get in front of people, then you know that's the best way. With a designer, I think it's very different. I think web designers is 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 more appropriate because people can then go off to the sites and play around with them. But design is very, you know, hard. Like, you know, how do I show the fact that I've done, I don't know, 35 sales presentations for a particular client? Um, one, how do I make that look like it's any good or two, that it's any benefit to the client? 
um, or relevant to the person looking at the job. It, it you know it's really hard, isn't it? Because yeah. it's, it's performing such a specific function that might not look great, but when it was in front of the client, it did the right things and got, the, got the thing. So um, yeah, I, so I'm 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 torn, but I'm thinking of just mixing mine in with a load of you know random images that I have created or I will create that have nothing to do with anything and don't, don't have any text wrong on with them. that. Yeah, if it's, so, you know, beautifully visual, I think that's a great thing. Oh, no, they won't be beautiful. They'll just be, um, they'll be terrible. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just, I think of that just as a big jumble um, yeah. and, see, and see how it goes and not measure anything. I've stopped, I've stopped believing in metrics and any of that nonsense. I just, I just, the life's too short. And, uh, and I think for also for design, the social media ha- has very little power in building my business. Um, I think for illustration and things like that, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, um, but I, may, I really don't think it has any benefit for me at the moment. Uh, so, which is why I'm very quiet on it generally. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, yeah, but it's taken me a long time to get to that, and a lot of measuring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah. So, uh, what else is there? Um, well, I guess we should do, we we skipped site of the week last week we did we didn't have time did we no. or did we just forget i can't remember uh, we forgot rob okay yeah no but we we talked for about an hour and 15 minutes last week good uh, um okay so website of the week for me this week is a nice little thing called type terms which is suprema.tv i have no idea what that is um slash type terms but it's a very simple, elegantly put together website for kind of beginners in type, just simply explaining the terminology associated with the structure of type and letter forms. So, you know, it's got a beautiful bit of type on the page, terminology, uh, and loads of links. And you click on the link of Serif and it explains all about the serifs so it's you know it's type for beginners but i thought it was so nicely put together and such an attractive looking site that it was worth uh featuring yeah i think they've done it very nicely i mean there's nothing fancy about it um but it's just done elegantly i thought there you go type terms yeah good and i always laugh obviously at tittle tittle What's the dot t- on an I. Oh. It's called tittle. Not a dot. <clears throat> well, you learn something every day. There you go. So it was worth featuring, wasn't it? <laughs> well, my, my website of the week, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't really... Well, no, I'm, I'm just going to say you- this is www.limmy.com. Um, don't have headfoot, don't have speakers on at work or um, or children around when you load this up. I'm not going to say what it says, but it was sent to me by a client... Um, so, uh, it doesn't know what it really says. Uh, and it said, and he did say, um, I was, th- I thought of you and sent you this. So anyway, just go off to that limmy.com. And, uh, this is what the, that particular client thinks of me. So yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> um, so it's, it's linked to daft limmy, isn't it? The comedian and. Oh, right. Yeah. I haven't investigated any further. Um, he's a prolific Twitter of funny stuff. I see stuff crop up in my feed. Oh, I don't right, okay. But yes, that's it's uh that's why it's it rude. exists. It's rude. It is rude. Um but it's it's actually really well coded and very nice and clever. <laughs> I love the way you can appreciate the coding in that. <laughs> well it is, it's just nice. I uh, think, you know, he's and he and he said the same term over in different tones all the way through. Yeah, yeah, he's he's put the effort in, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. So he gets an, an A for effort and an F U for uh <laughs> I'd just like to point out, Mum, don't don't click no, on. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's very offensive. So I apologise to anybody who gets offended easily. Yeah. Uh, anything else to report? Well, it's National Freelancer Day. Today. Yes, that was that was exciting, wasn't it? Did um, you, how, how did your day go? Well, I didn't do much work today. Actually, um, it was a day of doing other things. Um, so is there an actual... There is. There's a website for it, National Freelancer Day 2016. God. Really? Uh, how to be at the top of your game. Oh, there's an actual event. 
<laughs> Sponsored by QA, Transforming Performance Through Learning. Right. And Cash Plus, the Aspire Award sponsor. Right. Uh, so that's exciting. And what, what, do they, what do they define as a freelancer? God knows. You've got to be in a stock photo. Um, <laughs> yeah. In response to this, um, my friend Jeremy Marshall on Twitter said, uh, he tweeted, it's National Freelancers Day. All celebrations to be complete by the end of the day, despite not receiving the celebration brief until 4.30pm. <laughs> yeah. and it's pretty perfect. And you're doing this for your, this is going to be a great one for your portfolio, so we're not paying you. Yeah, think of the exposure. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes well exposure yes you, you should see my latest graphic design i've taken photographs of myself naked with your branding covering my naughty bits <laughs> did i just say that um, naked, naked nolling that'll be nice <laughs> my grassy knoll um yes so uh yeah freelance day i mean come on it's they'll have a it's they'll have a pie day next another bloody seminar isn't it <laughs> it looks so it looks like the worst seminar you could possibly ever go to yeah um free freelancers you know come on we don't need a day we don't need a day every day is freelancer day it is you're a freelancer even bank holidays and christmas well in my day i managed to get out for 10 minutes to go and get some bread and um i picked up my pie well i went to get, go to the butchers to get a pie that i thought you know might be half decent mm-hmm. sold out so in my in my um fug of depression i decided right i'm going all out for the worst pie i could possibly find right and i, I found it in uh in uh tesco Tesco Metro? Are they yep. still around? It's not yep. Metro here, I can I tell it- you. <laughs> <laughs> Tesco Cowpats. Um, yep. I fa- it's called their very own chip shop pie. Um, it's just a steak pie in a metal tin. Okay. Like you'd get at the football. Yeah, nothing inherently wrong with that. No, I'm not complaining. So I'm going to have a bite now. This has been in the out of the oven for quite a while. So I'm just going to eat it like I was at the footy, apparently. Are you standing up? No, I sit down. I'm in the... What, are the football? <laughs> mm. How is it? Soggy. Crispy. Um, there's h- hardly anything inside it. Um, but you know what? It's actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's how a pie should be. Slightly ex- soggy, slightly... That's exactly what it says on the tin. Yeah, yeah. It's not trying to be highfalutin or anything. None of yeah. this higgle, higgledy pies or anything. No. It's um, it's just a plain old pie and some puff pastry. Proper pie. It's got a bottom to it. You know what's what's not to like? Yeah, I'm liking it. I'm going to give good. this a five. A five, a good solid five. Yeah. Have you got a beer tonight, John? I did have. I drank it all. Oh. It's a thirsty ferret. Okay. One of my favourites. Yeah, it's I'll all gone now. Yeah, I haven't got a beer tonight. Um, my pie, as I mentioned earlier, is from Castle Street Bakehouse in Kingston. Soon to be closing down. Uh, so if you want one of their pies, you've got until Sunday. Uh, and it's a pork and chorizo pie. And I was quite excited about this because I love chorizo. Um, but on cutting it open, I'll post a picture, it's it's just a, a very thin slice of chorizo on top of the pie. <laughs> um, I mean, it does smell. It does, you know, you can smell the chorizo. So it's a pork pie with a single slice of chorizo. So I'll just go in. The pastry's quite odd. Mm. You can't taste chorizo at all. No, it's, it's really quite disappointing. Oh, I just um, think it's chorizo in a pie. Come on, I mean, yeah. you know, should it be in there? Oh, I don't know. No. Yeah, I could go with what that. kind of chorizo is it? Is it like a like an oily cooking one or a raw one or it's, a, like uh, a salami one? Yeah, it's like a salami one. Mm. One thin slice. That's mean, isn't it? It's mean. The pork pie itself is is actually pretty good. There's no jelly. But the chorizo on top of the, the pie has made the... It's obviously the oil from it seeped into the pastry, so it's sort of almost like a like a crisp on top of the pastry, which is a bit weird. But I don't know. What what would Francis Drake say about this, doing that to a pork pie? Hmm? <laughs> I don't know. Was he a big pie fan? Well, no, you know, the Armada would have brought chorizo over, oh, wouldn't they? And, Sorry, and it would have been, it would have been It would have been put, you know, slices of it in everything. So, I mean, I say no. You're right. Sorry, I'm just eating a bit more. Yeah. It's no, a good go pot pie. 
Hmm. Yeah, so, I, I had made a pie earlier this week. Um, oh, yeah. Because uh, I just fancied a pie. So I made a pie, um, but we ate it all. So and I, and I, it was a chicken, leek, um, mushroom and tarragon pie. Nice. Uh, but it was only a quick, you know, bung in the oven. I literally made it in 25 minutes. So it, was, it, wasn't, use- it wasn't a pie underneath. It was just pastry on top. Stre- oh. Stretched over a pie dish. Barely a pie. I know, but it was good. Uh, and, uh, but we, yeah, uh, I just thought eating your own pie. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> so I might actually start once we've got a new kitchen in, um, yeah. might actually start making some classic pies. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. I'll have to come over and we'll do a, we'll do a proper podcast together yeah. over a pie. That would be good. That'd be romantic, wouldn't it? Yeah. Marvellous. Well, I'm giving that a, um, I think it's a five right. as well. It's uh, all right. Not bad. No, not oh. offensive. All right. Well, so you've, have you got all your weddings out of the way now, or you've got more this weekend? Uh, two more this weekend. Right. Um, so another big weekend. And then I think it might be two the following week as well. I just won the following week. Right. My wife calls to me from downstairs. Um, yes, yeah, so it's still pretty full on. Oh. But it's all under control. She's yeah. working hard. She's a worker bee, isn't she? She certainly is. Well, um, so what's next week got in store for us, John? Have we got a, uh, it's not our book of the month, is it, next week? Are we leave that no, oh yeah, how are you getting on with your book of the month? Have, did you I, find a copy? Nope. Oh. <laughs> I've I nearly, will. I've nearly I mean, finished. I, have, I, have, I do own it, uh, I just don't know where it is. I'm not going to spoil anything yet, but um, yeah, uh, it's great. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, you know, it's not anything like what I remember it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have no memory of reading it before. So it's all it's all new to me. Um, he's he's not a very humorous person, is he, Alan Moore? No, he's not. Um, very, it's very straight faced. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, it's good. The art's quality, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, thoroughly enjoying sitting reading that uh, about midnight when I get upstairs. <laughs> yeah. But it does look great on the iPad Pro. It's about I'm sure the only thing I'm using that for at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, um, so next, yeah, next week. Well, if you find the book and you read it, we can do it next week. Um, Absolutely. But what are we talking about next week? I have no idea. I've got. No. Ch- I'm, I'm home alone with baby next week, so um, it should be interesting. Uh, oh, yeah. I really will be on my knees then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, well, we'll, we'll no doubt we'll discuss it during the week. What, uh, or big topic is? Oh yeah. Well, it's my daughter's second birthday on Saturday, so. Um, We'll be having lots of nice times this weekend. Lovely. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. So, um, yeah, other than that, nothing else to report. So um, thanks to everyone for listening and for nice th- saying nice things about us. I won't mention who, but thank you. It means a lot. It does. Yeah, it's very nice to get um, some lovely feedback, which we have this week. So, yeah. All good. Yeah. And um, um, good luck with your weddings. Thank you. Uh, happy birthday to Kitty. Thank you. And um, we'll talk to you next week, John. Yeah, all right. Have a good one. Take care. And you. Ta-da. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.